One of the first crops that every budding gardener finds themselves chancing is runner beans and there's very good reason for this. They are a fantastic yielding plant and are super, super simple to grow. Hello and welcome to the Self-Sufficient Hub podcast. I'm Carl from selfsufficienthub.com and I'm here to talk about all things self-sufficiency. Sustainability and food security matters. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 91 of the Self-Sufficient Hub podcast. I hope you're all safe and well. Well today we're continuing our annual vegetable series and we're going to be taking a look at runner beans. Before we get into that I just have a few very short announcements and reminders. The first of which being, this being episode 91, it means we are three weeks away from episode 100 which is an Ask Me Anything episode. I will be starting a thread on our Facebook group where you can post questions but you can also email me and that is selfsufficientcontact at gmail.com or any other method of contact that you can find in the show notes. It's been a pleasure doing this series and doing the podcast in general and the YouTube channel and it's been fabulous to connect with so many of you and I'm always looking at new ways we can do that so please do reach out with your questions. I also wanted to just give you guys a heads up that this Friday is going to be an oddments episode, which is kind of a catch up of all the bits and pieces that have been going on here at the homestead. And I have to tell you, it is a bumper crop this week. I have just been so phenomenally busy with all sorts of things. And it makes kind of sense, really, because we've just ticked over on the calendar at least, on paper, from summer to autumn. And this is probably one of the busiest times for all of us. We are harvesting, we are still getting most of the summer weather and all the things that that entails, all the maintenance with weeds and things growing and grass that needs trimming and hedges. And we're also ticking over into winter, into, sorry, autumn, which just means that it is the biggest period for cropping and for foraging for mushrooms and things like that. So I've been incredibly, incredibly busy and I'll be catching you up with all of those things on Friday. The last thing I wanted to share with you is just to announce some upcoming guests I have. I have an expert seed saver who is going to be coming on the show. So that's a topic which is extremely pertinent right now as we're coming towards the end of some of our annuals growing seasons. And I also have an expert forager. As I just mentioned, autumn is peak season for foraging, not just for mushrooms, but for all sorts of things, but particularly for mushrooms. And I have an expert forager coming on to share some thoughts and ideas and all of her knowledge with us and I'm very excited about both of those upcoming guests. So without further ado let's get into our beans then. So we're going to be talking about runner beans today but a lot of what I'm saying can be used for almost all the legumes so peas and French beans as well but we are going to be talking about runner beans today. Now runner beans are, in my experience, a really, really easy plant to use, to grow. Once you get it past the first stage, once you get it beyond a seedling, 
it's the easiest plant in the world. So we're going to focus a little bit on getting it to that stage first because in my experience, once you have a runner bean plant that's a foot tall, you are well on the way to just reaping a huge amount of harvest because each plant you can expect to take around a kilogram of produce from once it's up and running assuming you get it up and running early enough that it's got a full season it's a plant that's going to just crop and crop and crop for you and for that reason that's why it's made the list of being on this series really because it's one that is definitely on the list that you should be considering if you're only going to be growing two or three plants. So let's talk about planting and nurturing our seedlings first. You can now support the show directly. Just go to patreon.com forward slash self-sufficient hub. You can become a patron and set up to donate to the show from any amount. Pledging as little as $3 a month makes a huge difference. If that's not your thing, you can also support the show by sharing it with people you know or posting about it on social media. We really appreciate all the help that you give us. It's people like you that make this show possible. So there's two ways that you can plant runner runner beans. You can either direct sow or, of course, you can sow indoors in a polytunnel or a greenhouse or on a windowsill and then transplant out. Now, if you're going to be direct sowing, you're going to want to wait until you're certain that the last frost has passed in your area because they are extremely frost-sensitive plants. Now... They're faster germinating than some things you might be planting. So you're going to see them come up within a week or two. So you can't really race the season. And what I mean by that is you can't really plant them before the last frost and hope that that the last frost will have passed by the time your seedlings emerge. It is one that it is worth waiting for because they are so frost sensitive. And there's nothing worse than planting something with the goal of it coming out the ground after the last frost, having a frost, and then just not being sure what's going to happen, whether or not you need to replant or whether or not it's going to come out. It's just a bit late. So it's definitely worth not running the risk with runner beans, in my opinion. Now, you can, of course, get yourself a head start by planting them in a seed tray and growing yourself a seedling. The only thing I would say is that when it comes to transplanting, you're going to want to let that seedling grow on quite well. We like to plant ours out when they're at least nine inches tall, but in an ideal world, even longer than that. We tend to plant all of ours direct sown into the ground when we're certain that the last frost has gone. Now, we do plant some seedlings up, but we do that for some of our bush beans later in the year when we're looking at filling a space or possibly trying to extend our season with another bush bean because there's two types of beans, really. There's your bush beans and your pole beans, and this is true for runner beans as well as French beans. But runner beans, you're going to find, are almost exclusively pole beans, but you can find some dwarf varieties. Now... A dwarf variety is basically what I'm referring to as a bush bean. It's a bean that isn't going to need a pole to grow up and it's going to have a slightly shorter season, but it's going to start cropping a little bit earlier. So if you're going to grow 
dwarf beans, then what you might choose to do and what we do where we're using dwarf beans is we effectively plant two sets. We have one at the early half of the season and one at the late half of the season. And it's that late half that we're going to be planting under cover and planting out as a seedling. Now, once your bean has germinated and come out the ground, if you've direct sown, you're going to want to protect it from slugs and things like that. We use a plastic bottle as a cloche with the top cut off just to create effectively a fence around our seedling. You're definitely going to want to protect it like that somehow. We protect it right from planting because mice and pigeons and things like that will come along and dig your beans up and eat them because they're just as delicious to those vermin and pests as they are to us. So it is definitely something to watch out for. Once your seedling's established, though, and it's chugging along quite happily and strongly, then you're going to see very, very few, very, very few problems indeed. Now, when you're choosing between a bush bean and a pole bean, a dwarf variety or a a running variety or climber, then it's going to really come down to your space and how you're laying out your area. If you're growing and you've got lots and lots of space, then you might want to go for the bush beans. But we tend to go for the climbing beans. They're just really heavy croppers. They're the ones that we rely on the most. Like I say, we do grow some bush beans, but they're more space fillers and just so that we've got a bit of variety really generally speaking most of our runner beans come from climbing plants now they're gonna climb really well once they get going they're gonna take off but you're gonna want to make sure that each plant has an individual stake or string or something that it can climb otherwise they tend to crowd each other out and kind of strangle each other and fight each other to get to the top so definitely make sure that you've got enough space for each plant to have its own pole once you've got your plants growing and they are running up their poles if they are climbers then really all you need to do is just all the usual stuff so if you're having a drought you're going to want to water them but other than that it's just a case of weeding around the base and again all these things are going to matter more as your plants are smaller with a smaller root system now, I'm going to get on to the root systems in a bit, but I just want to plant a flag here for anyone that's interesting. I will be interested. I will be talking shortly about growing runner beans as a perennial plant, and there are several huge advantages to doing that. So I'm definitely going to be getting into that a bit later. Once your plant has started to set flowers these are the flowers that are going to turn into your beans and they are beautiful there's such a variety available but they are beautiful flowers they're almost an ornamental plant at this stage then one of the problems that some people have reported is a lack of pollination so anything you can do to introduce pollinators into your garden whether that's keeping your own bees or even just something as simple as introducing lots of pollinator attractant plants like borage and things like that anything you can do to encourage those pollinators into your garden your runner beans among your other plants are going to see the benefit of that you can 
can find self-sufficient hub content elsewhere online in lots of other places. We have a YouTube channel. We also have our website. And now there's our Facebook page and Facebook group. Links to all of these you can find in the show notes. Come check us out. Now, beans are going to want a reasonably fertile soil, but they're not going to need any nitrogen, really, because they're actually nitrogen-fixing plants being a legume. We've mentioned this in previous episodes, but they are one of the ways of actually adding nitrogen to your soil, because what happens is they have nodes on their roots that effectively use a symbiotic relationship with bacteria in the soil to take nitrogen from the atmosphere and fix it to these nodes. Now, this is how the plant gets its nitrogen, but also at the end of the year when your plant is left over and you cut it back, these nodes are going to distribute that nitrogen into your soil. So if you're going to be growing them as an annual, as most people do, then this is just one of the ways of actually improving your soil health and your soil nutrients, particularly with regards to nitrogen. So once you've taken that into account, then it's really quite simple and clear that all we need to do is just maintain all of our other good practices and do things like mulching and adding compost regularly to our soil just to ensure all those other nutrients are there for the plant and there should be very little that you need to worry about in the case of runner beans. Now as with all of our plants that mulching is going to serve a couple of other purposes as well. It's going to act as a weed suppressant around our plants and it's also going to help to retain the moisture in the ground. Now Going back in time a bit, going back to when we first planted our beans, we should be thinking about the actual bean itself. Now that bean is going to be susceptible to rotting if it gets too wet. So we don't want to be over watering when we first plant our beans. Now, obviously in time, this doesn't become an issue because that bean is no longer a bean. It becomes a healthy plant and a nice big root system. But while it's still in its infancy, we definitely don't want to overwater as we can actually force the bean to rot before it germinates. So now we've got our nice big runner bean plants. We just need to be thinking about harvesting. Now, runner beans are one of those amazing plants that we all love that is actually going to benefit the more we harvest it. The more you pick those beans, and I'm talking daily if you can, then the more beans it's going to produce. The plant itself is going to take that constant harvesting as a sign that it should be producing more. So pick, pick and pick again is the answer. Runner beans, as they grow, they do tend to get a little bit stringy. They develop that string down each side of the bean. So if you're harvesting them nice and early, you don't need to worry about that. But if you're leaving them to get bigger, and it's the bulging really is the one of the signs. I like to pick most of our beans before you see any of the bulging from the bean inside the pod because we're eating the whole pod and they're just much more tender, much more delicious and require less work if you pick them when they're younger before the beans have started bulging within the pods but once they have started bulging and they get a bit bigger then you might have to actually trim that string off the front and the back 
of the beans. And anyone who has harvested runner beans will know exactly what I am talking about. When it comes to harvesting, they're one of the best and easiest plants as well for actually processing. So long as you're not having to deal with all that string, if you've harvested them early, because you can freeze them pretty much as they are. We tend to slice them up so that they're all ready to go into a pot to cook and then freeze them. You don't need to blanch them. You don't need to defrost them. You just put them straight in the pot from frozen and cook them. And they're just they're just fantastic that way. So anything we can grow, harvest and preserve as easily as that into our freezers without having to blanch them first is a huge advantage for us. Another way you can preserve them is by drying them. And there's two ways of drying them. One is really, really easy and one is almost as easy. So the almost as easy one is just to allow your bean to get a bit bigger, allow the allow those bulges to come and then just store them somewhere that is dark and dry, really, really nice and dry and warm, and they will dry out on their own. But the other way is just to leave them on the plant because nature will take care of that for you. And the advantage of leaving them on the plant is obviously no work at all. You just literally leave however many you want to leave for either drying for your kitchen or for drying for seed. You just leave them on the plant and they will dry in situ. And then at the end of the year, you just take the plant down and you can remove all those seeds at once rather than having to do it over a period of time. The only downside of this is it will ever so slightly reduce your yield because you're not harvesting as much. And as I've already mentioned, it's that harvesting, that constant harvesting, which is going to boost our yields. It's really easy for you to get in touch with us. You can do it either by sending an email to selfsufficientcontact at gmail.com or by using the link in the show notes to send us a voice message. You can send us a voice message just using your phone. You could also reach out to us on Facebook where we have the Self Sufficient Hub group and the Self Sufficient Hub page. We're always thrilled to get your feedback, questions or suggestions for future topics on the show. So the last main subject I wanted to touch on was growing runner beans as a perennial. Before I do that, I just wanted to talk about the longevity of the beans. So runner beans, they're going to take around 12 weeks, around three months from planting to our first harvest. But once you start harvesting, you're going to be able to harvest for the whole year, right through the season until the frosts come. Usually it's occasional that you'll have a plant decide that it's given up before the end of the season but generally speaking runner beans are just so vigorous and in my experience they will go right through until those frosts come with that in mind if you've got a really vigorous plant and it is a runner and it's a climber you might want to think about pinching out some of those top growths just as your plant reaches the sort of height you want it to because sometimes they'll have a tendency to just grow and grow and grow and become a little bit un unyieldy which isn't necessarily to your advantage. With that out of the way let's talk about growing them as perennials. Now there are lots of varieties that you can actually grow as perennials in a temperate climate and it is amazing to me that more people don't 
do it. It's almost unheard of among traditional growing circles. Everybody always used to grow runner beans as an annual and there really is no need for it. All you do when you get to the end of your season is you just cut your plant down to about six to ten inches above ground and leave them in place. Now you want to be aware that this is where your runner beans are going to come up next year so that you can protect them but what will happen over time is that root system below ground will basically just become more and more established and over time from one runner bean plant over the course of a few seasons you might find that you're getting five or six shoots from each plant so in time you're definitely going to find that you're going to need less and less plants which is useful because the success rate isn't actually 100% so especially at the start once your root system becomes more established and it starts to inhabit more and more of the soil that's that little bit deeper and protected from frosts then you're going to find that your success rate gets higher and higher but at the start if you had 10 runner bean plants this year and you're going to basically overwinter that root system and allow it to come back next year then you might find that you get eight next year maybe more maybe less obviously your mileage will vary it will depend on your personal precise circumstances but basically they're going to come back year on year now I'm not sure how effective this would be in a pot I don't think particularly effective because you're not going to have so many of the advantages that a planted out plant is going to have one of those being the fact that your pot is going to be more susceptible to frost now that may well be something you can take care of by putting your pot inside if you've got a greenhouse or something to overwinter it I would love to hear your results if anyone has tried or will try that maybe I'll try it myself this year but when they're planted in the ground then it's definitely definitely something that's going to work now I spoke to Liz Zorab on this episode she was one of my first interview guests going back quite some time now and we spoke about this subject in a little bit of depth so I do definitely suggest that you go and re-listen to that episode if it's something that you're interested in. Now Liz grows her runner beans as perennials and has done for some time. Me, this is my first year trying it so we're going to be trying to grow our runners as perennials and overwintering them this year and I'm completely expecting them to come back next year there's no doubt in my mind now what my success rate will be I can't tell you but we've got six plants that we're going to attempt it with at the back of one of our perennial beds and I'm thoroughly expecting to have excellent results and I'm very happy to say that it is something you can do it's not it's not something that's experimental it's experimental for me having never done it but it's something that people have done for a very long time and should be in my opinion common practice so that's that wrapped up really growing them as perennials it's definitely something you should do oh one last thing actually to mention if you're going to grow them as perennials is once you cut those plants back to six to nine inches from the ground make sure you heavily mulch because what we're trying to do again is to protect as much of that plant as we can from the frost so a nice heavy mulch is going to do that job for us last couple of quick fire points on runner beans they're going to grow if you're growing them as pole beans quite high 
they're going to shade out some other plants so you want to make sure that you think about that when you're planning your bed you want them at the north end of your bed for example so that they're not shading out anything else or you might want to plan as we do growing some of your taller plants like runner beans to shade out some of the plants that will actually want shade some of your lettuces and things like that that will really enjoy that shade during the hotter parts of the summer so there you go that's runner beans one of the easiest plants to grow one of the most useful plants to grow beans as a general rule are just such a great nutritious thing they are a staple food across the world and along with cereals they make up basically everything you need to live a healthy life if you combine beans and cereals you'll find all the nutrients that us humans need to be fit and strong so i'm a huge fan of beans in all sorts of form and runner beans are just one of the most rewarding of those to grow If you find this podcast valuable, there's several ways you can support it. The easiest of which is to rate and review it wherever you get your podcasts. You could also talk about it or share it wherever you post online, including your social media pages. And now you can support the podcast directly by becoming a patron at patreon.com forward slash self-sufficient hub. However you support the podcast, we really appreciate it. Thank you for listening. See you soon.